now? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, I didn't know I was going to be doing this last week at this time. I got a call from David, and he asked if I could pinch hit for him. And uh, he said, you might want to continue this sermon series that he's on, and he's talking about forgiveness. Well, I'm going to deviate from that this morning. Um, I, I read someplace recently that it said, all of us should be ready to tell somebody if they're interested what God has been doing in your life recently, uh, currently. And so I've chosen today to tell you about what God's doing in my life. And there's some things going on in my life that didn't take place uh, a week ago. So it's, life is moving on with the Lord. And uh, I want to talk today about, you know, as I weave it together, and Ruthie says, well, what are you going to talk about? I said, well, we'll see. <laughs> and uh, I have some notes that I put together, but I said, Lord, my mouth is yours and my heart is yours, and you've been teaching me in, in several interesting ways and I want to relate some of this to the people that I have learned to love the most, my church family. And you know I don't get a, have an opportunity very often to speak to you and to speak about what God is doing in my life. And I want to do that today. Uh, but first, what I want to do is read what I'm going to be turning my attention to later on from God's Word. I'm going to read two very familiar pieces of Scripture, and they're going to be rather, oh, not really long, but they're going to be more than just a few verses. I'm going to read from John chapter 1 and John chapter 3. Uh, the older I grow, and the more I live in this world that God has given me, and the more relationships I have with people, the more interested I am in seeing people come to faith in Jesus. My life is winding down. I have no idea how many more years I have to live. But at Christmas time, actually New Year's, Christmas Eve, it wasn't necessarily really happy around our table. Because I had been living in some kind of stuff that has had... Uh, my life wasn't very good. I had a heart problem, and there's a measurement they use as a, a, a fraction, as a ejection fraction. That's the amount of blood that recirculates through your heart and then gets energized and goes back to put capillaries and oxygen into the rest of your body. And my ejection fraction was 20 and it's supposed to be 50. And when it's only 20, you actually are half-hearted. <laughs> Truly, I was. And I had been living half-hearted for quite a period of time. And my life was just going downhill. My energy level was going downhill. My spirits were going downhill. I felt as if the end was coming. And so Christmas Eve... I said, guys, I said, I'm, I've lived a great life. I have no regrets whatsoever. God has blessed me with the most wonderful lady in the world to live with. And 
Between the two of us, we have the most beautiful, wonderful children that we could imagine God giving us. And life has been good. Life has been very, very good, underlined with a yellow highlighter, very, very good in every way. But I think it's coming to the end, guys, and I want you to know that. We're going to have to start winding down. Well, uh, a happy Christmas Eve turned into a sad Christmas Eve. And, but it so happened that I got fixed the 30th of uh, uh, December. I, they put in another pacemaker. The pacemaker they put in to begin with had one lobe to it, one wire going to one lobe of the heart, and it was just pushing that lobe of the heart tremendously well, but affecting the other lobe. And that my heart wasn't synchronating like it should. And so they put a new pacemaker in with two wires, one to each lobe, and over immediately I was a new man. Immediately when I came out of the surgery, I felt good. Drove home that night and I've been feeling really pretty, pretty good ever since. So we don't really know what our, what's going to happen uh, in our life. But what God is doing in my life, and what he continues to do, is to tell me that life ends for all of us. And uh, fortunately, I have peace with God, and I have joy of the Lord. And I've already been through some, uh, some uh, uh, what do you call it when you do things ahead of time? Twice. Once when I was in an ambulance going to Cheyenne and said, this is the day I'm going to meet the Lord, and I was really happy about that. And then just last month, same thing all over, and it's going to come pretty soon. But this is what I want to read. John first, John chapter 1. Please listen. Follow me if you wish. I'm reading in the New International Version. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was life. Excuse me, I have to find my handkerchief. Excuse me. I'm sorry about that. You'll forgive me. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. In him, he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world... And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor a human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. John chapter 3. Verse 1. 
Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old, Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, and the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart and what is communicated from your word and from this your man be pleasing and acceptable in your sight so that the way of truth and the way of life to God can be clear and we can have the joy of knowing that life is not only for now but it's for eternity as well in Jesus name Amen Life changes. Last Sunday, enjoyed Sunday really well with the rest of you here. In the night, I got thinking about somebody that I had to visit the coming week. Actually, there are two friends of mine from long ago. They were part of the church I was part of in Cheyenne. And I actually knew them before through their relatives in the Elban area. And they are now both in hospice center in Cheyenne. And the wife called me, and she's the one that the husband thought was going to die earlier, and he was worried about her. Well, she's doing a little bit better than he is right now, but he had a heart condition similar to me, and his current ejection fraction is 18 and he's not on any medication, he's just waiting to die at the hospice center, Davis in Cheyenne. And she wanted to come and she wanted me to go and, and, and visit with him because she said he was, 
He was kind of confused about some things, and she thought I could help him. So I was thinking about that on Sunday, and 3.30 in the morning, I started thinking about it again, and I woke up. And I started thinking about another situation that crossed my path recently where I did a funeral. And uh, after the funeral, uh, the sweet lady indicated that uh, she really appreciated and she said she had found something in her own life about hope in Jesus as a result of that. But she said, I'm not sure about my husband. And then I got thinking about all the people that walk the road as believers and come to the kind of end of their life and doubt whether they will really receive eternal life. Whether it really be the, will be available for them. Now, most of us who hear teaching regularly and are involved in Bible studies, we are confident that we have, if we've placed our faith in Christ, that he does what he says he will do, and we can have the confidence of knowing that, that we have life after we leave this world. Well, I got up, though, at 3.30, and when I got up, I, I actually, while I was sleeping, I, I wrote something in my mind. And I wrote it on a piece of paper, and I got up, and I had to put it on a piece of paper. And, and uh, it was a little document, just a simple little document of saying that uh, I don't want you to worry when I die that I'm not going to be in heaven. It was a document that was more for the extended family rather than for you. It was a document that you could actually put in your, in your file with all of your other documentation, your contracts and your deeds and your uh, ownership of property. So people... Your friends, your kids your, would know. Maybe not only this generation, but two or three generations from now. For instance, I have uh, great-grandparents, and I'd love to hear a little bit about their story. Did they believe in Jesus? It would be really fun if I knew that. And so that kind of document that you would pass on from one generation to another generation. So I, I wrote that kind of a document. And then... On a Monday, or actually on Monday, uh, we had a good morning, and, and uh, I went and did some errands in town, and on the way home, started to feel just a little bit pukey, a little, not, no, not really pukey at all, but I got home, and Ruthie said hi, and I tried to say hi, and I couldn't say it. I was having a stroke Monday, and what came out of my mouth was, like, every letter was several pieces that you had to put together. And I could never get them together, and I couldn't speak. And she, like every wife would do, calls their nurse, daughter, doctor. <laughs> and it was decided that I had something going on. And so they took me to the hospital and the emergency room, and I think, he needed, I think they maybe needed another boat payment or something. But they helped me. And they did a brain scan and, and they did some other stuff and uh, they found out that they said, you got a TIA, Torrington International Airport, you're about to fly away. <laughs> so 
But they, it didn't last very long, only about 10 minutes. No, maybe 20 minutes. And so I'm, I'm fine. I'm, no, I'm fine. I don't know what I'm going to be. I don't know whether I'm going to finish what I'm doing this morning. I have no idea anymore. Life is that uncertain. Uh, anyway, I put that document together and uh, to think about that and to, and to give some sense of assurance for, for others. And then I thought, what I really want people to know is that you can have assurance of having eternal life with Jesus. I want people to know that. I want people to be dead rock sure that you have life with Christ. And that when this life is over, you have hope. And that you share that with other people. That's so necessary for us to have joy in this life and to have uh, joy in the future. So I went to the hospice center then to see my friend. Uh, And I think that was, well, actually, uh, David called me on Monday then and asked if I would preach or Tuesday. And I said, well, if you want to put up with what I've got. And he said, we'll take the risk. (laughs) And then I went to the hospice center, and I saw my friend, his name is Pat. Pat Peralt. Pat and Elaine Peralt. George Wayne Jacobson's sister and her husband, if you happen to know them, from the Alban area and the Chugwater area. Pat is 85 years of age, Vietnam veteran, wonderful guy, retired military man, just been a sterling type of a guy. I sidled up close to his bed and I said, Pat, I said, they say you're going to die, or you wouldn't be here, obviously. Do you have peace? And he kind of Pause for a moment, and he says, no. I don't know if I'll make it. Well, I said, hmm. I, I, God was talking to me the other night about this kind of stuff, and I have got something I want you to see. And I had a copy of that little paper. And if you want to give that paper to the people now, that would be a good time to give it to them. Uh, and we can see this little paper that I have, I'd like to have you see. And actually, I want you to see whether it's, there any, there's any value to this little paper I have that I put together. Um, and maybe I could have one. No. You're good for it. Good. But I have streets of gold. Yes, sir. I just want you to see this. We're passing out this paper right now, for those of you that are wondering why there's no audio.
I handed this to my friend. And I said, just the other night, or actually just yeah, two nights ago, um, I got up in the middle of the night and I wrote this. And I wrote this for people kind of like you. And, but I'm, primarily I wrote it for people that would be a part of my generation, three or four generations from now, that they might have some kind of a record and we might have some kind of record of, of our life with, with, with Christ. And, and I said, here, I want you to read this. He read it. Oh, he said, give me a pen. Give me a pen. Give me a pen. I believe all that stuff. I believe all that stuff. Uh, but he said, you know, I'm, I'm, I come from a Catholic background. And he said, I've only been uh, away from the Catholic Church for you know, maybe, maybe 20 years or something like that. And he said, uh, they told me that if I did enough Hail Marys, in fact, they told me that if I did enough Hail, said enough Hail Marys, somebody would come to see me when I'm dying. And he said, you're here. How fascinating that was. You're here. But he had no hope that he'd said enough Hail Marys. And I said, I said, and he said, you baptized me. I had forgotten. We baptized a lot of people at Cheyenne Hills. A lot of people came to life in Christ. Oh, I said, I'm so glad you told me that. Forgive me for not remembering that. But I remember when we stood, when we stood in the river and we went to the river. Everyone that I baptized, I say this, in the presence of all of these people, do you affirm that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior? And that you've asked him to forgive him of your sin and you want to receive new life and be born again in the Spirit. And then... You, you, you said, yes, I do. I believe that. And I said, on this statement of your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I said, now I can affirm that too. He sat there for a while after he wrote it. And he says, ah, oh, he said, now I have peace. From a little piece of paper. Now God knew his heart. When you're at an ejection fraction of 18, you don't always think so clearly. When you have had construed different teaching in your life, sometimes when you're at your crucible, you don't think so clearly. And you get scrambled in your mind. Why not have something for people to write and to sign and to say, in my fullest and clearest of minds, I want you to know that Christ is my forgiver, that I'm a child of God's, that I have been born again, that I have life in the Spirit. All of these are biblical words that Jesus used. He said in one of, my re one of the readings today, flesh gives birth to flesh. And that's why we're here. That's why we're celebrating Caleb and Tia's baby. Because we have, a new, we have a new baby in our community. We ought to celebrate the same way when spirit gives birth to spirit and somebody is born again in Jesus. And they realize that there's something missing in life. You have the flesh part going for you well. 
But there's something about your soul that lacks. And so you find yourself coming to church. You find yourself coming to the Lord and to Scripture. And you begin hearing that Jesus said, I come to seek and to save those who are lost. And pretty soon we realize, I'm the lost person. I'm the person that doesn't have peace in my spirit. I'm the person who doesn't have peace in my soul. And there's something missing. And you hear about Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And to all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Children not born of, of a human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. The greatest gift available for us is life in Jesus that lasts for this life and makes this life so much better. Have you ever heard me say that I'm a satisfied customer of my relationship with Jesus Christ? It's because the Spirit of God lives in me. I am not only flesh and blood from Norwegian and Swedish extraction. I got extraction from the eternity because I have the Spirit of God living in me, Jesus living in me. I desire so much for my friends to have the same. It makes life so much more beautiful, wonderful, hopeful, glorious. My children don't have to worry about me dying. They don't want me to die. I love them, they love me. They want me to be together with them longer, but when I die, they're not going to weep their hearts out. They're going to say, thank you, God. Thank you so much. And I know where he is now. See, I want people to know Jesus. I don't only want people to know Jesus on their deathbed, I want us to have confidence in knowing that Christ is in my life and the Spirit of God lives in me and I live by the Spirit, not just by the flesh. Because I have acknowledged my sin before God and my rebellion of God and I have asked Jesus to forgive me of my sin. Jesus was both born of the flesh and of the Spirit. You know how important that is? If he was only born of the flesh, he wouldn't be a sacrifice. He wouldn't be the God Almighty that died for us. The one who is holy and worthy to assume the sin of the world and to take all the sin in this world and to offer forgiveness for all of us because it was a forgiveness that was equal to God, and God could accept it because it was on his plane. Jesus, fully man, born of the water, just like a little porter. Tia's water broke. Out comes the baby. Physical birth. Born of the Spirit, the blood of Jesus. New life with Christ. 
into our lives. Friends, I don't know where you are. I rub shoulders with some of you. I don't rub shoulders with all of you. I would wish that every one of you could sign this. I wish you could slip it in your folder for your kids. I wish that you could sign this and have your husband witness it. And that together the two of you could talk about how much Jesus means in your life and when you received him into your life and what the kind of confidence that you have. I would like to see this go on the internet and I'd like to see a billion people sign this and affirm that Jesus is the Savior of the world and he's my Savior. Do you get it? Do you know how you do it? You listen to what God is saying in your heart right now. If your heart is not at peace with God, you know what? You know it. I do not have to tell you. And what he's doing is knocking tenderly at the door of your life. And he's saying, when are you going to let me in? When are you going to let me be the leader and the partner and your Savior? And you simply do that by saying, Lord, I know there's too much separation between me and you. And I know that in your eyes, I know you see my life fully, and I am a rebel in rebellion against you. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. Thank you that you love me. And today I want you to forgive me. And I want you to take control of my life. I can't imagine somebody sitting in this church week after week after week and never getting that clear in your own heart with God. Why do you torture yourself so and put it off? Why don't you make peace with God right now? Because like me, you don't know when the next stroke is going to come. I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, in the presence of these, your people, I want to thank you for loving us. I want to thank you for coming into the world, saving us. I pray, my Savior, I pray, our Savior, that if there's anyone here this morning and the tug is so severe on your heart that you say, I must release my soul to Jesus today, I pray that they would do that right now in these simple words, Lord Jesus, I've been nibbling at the edges and I know that there's unfinished business. And today, I want to say this to you, Jesus. Jesus, I confess before you that I'm a sinner. I confess that I have not allowed you to have control of my life. Today, I want to be born of the Spirit. I don't know how that happens, Lord, but I need that desperately. Please come into my heart and save me. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Think about that. And I invite all of you to put your John Henry on here and to share it with people you love the most. Thank you.